Mega is an improvised satire from the staff of a fictional megachurch. I'm Hallie Laban, and this is Mega the Podcast, coming to you from Twin Hills Community Church, where we are giving our mega church a tiny family feel by introducing you to members of our church staff and community. And each week, I am joined by my co-host. He's the youth pastor for our high school ministry, Climax. Please welcome Gray Haas, everybody. Hey, 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 everyone. How are you doing, Hallie? So nice to be talking to you. I'm I really so... miss you. Me too, Gray. I'm so happy to be seeing your face, even though it's just on my laptop. How are you doing? How's quarantine going? Quarantine. How's your heart? Uh, you know, quarantine is going great. I'm actually really enjoying some alone time, and Mango and I have really been hitting it off. We've been talking a lot online. Minka? Hmm? Minga? What did I say? I think uh, Mango. That's a nickname that oh. I call her. Isn't that cool? It's It's just adorable. sweet. Adorable. Yeah, so... It's a- I call her Mango, yeah, and I'll say, hey, you know, you're my Mango, and you're sweet, and um, yeah, so that's just something something we do together. Oh, that's so great. I've been getting those dried mangoes from Trader Joe's. I really like them. Anyway, remind me, how did you two, where did you meet? Well, we met online. Oh, that's cool. Right. We met on a site called uh, ChristianFriendFinder.com. Ooh. And, yeah, that's kind of just a cool site where groups of Christians can come together. You can say, hey, I'm one Christian looking for another Christian or two Christians or three. Just, you know, maybe you're trying to make a group of Christians that, uh, you know, for a small group or something that can all get together. Some, or, or sometimes you, you're looking for one person uh, for, for dating or just for Bible study or devotion. Um, it's a really cool site. I, I recommend it really highly. It's uh, it's twenty nine ninety nine a month, but I think it's really worth it because you really get quality Christians on there. Unlike some of these other sites where, you know, people say they're really, you know, that they, they live like a Christian and they're into the lifestyle, but they're really not. 30 bucks a month is a is a bargain if you find your little mango. That's right. That, who, what do you mean? Uh, Minga. Oh, right. Oh, right. Yeah. The nickname I call her. That's what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I call her that and that's what I call her. It's it's what we call each other. I think it's too cute. And I think it's really cool that um, Friend Exploder, or what's it called? Uh, Christian, Friend? Christian Friend Finder, yeah. Christian Friend Finder um, can hook you up with, you know, sometimes you want new people That's speaking right. into speaking God's truth into your life. And maybe you want multiple people speaking God's truth into your life because, you know, it, it um, lets you know that, that there is a great cloud of witnesses that really believe in God. And it's and sometimes it's more fun the more people are involved. That's right. More the Area. How was your week, Hallie? Oh, you know what, Gray? I've been, as you know, I've been doing my walk through the Bible devotional where you read the entire Bible from beginning to end uh, in one year. That's right. That's got to be fun. And so every day it lines up some New Testament uh, scripture with some Old Testament. So you're kind of going back and forth and you're getting to all the way through the Bible. So you're not really necessarily going um, from Genesis to Exodus all the way to Revelation. You're kind of like all over the place. But by the end of one year, 365 days, you've read the entire Bible, all 66 books of the entire canon. Very cool. And I am nearing the finish Closing line, my in friend. On the end. I'm, cl- I'm so close that I've actually kind of stopped um, like ripping through it as much as I have been for the past year because I don't want it to be over. But at the same time, I feel like it's going to be such an accomplishment. And I'll tell you what, I'm sitting here in the book of Revelation and I'm like, 
what is this guy talking about for the most part? And I went and looked because I knew it was John. uh, And I figured it was the John that Jesus loved, the John that was with Jesus. Well, turns out it was written almost 100 years after the life of Christ. So it was a different John, some John that, you know, was just in exile um, on um, Patmos, on the Isle of Patmos. Um, So he was in Greece. Which is pretty cool. Really cool. And um, he was writing to the church that was under persecution and all this stuff. But, I mean, it's got some wild stuff in there. Have you ever read it? I'm like, what is this? The poems from uh, Tolkien? Oh, right. uh, Lord of the Rings or you, something? You know, Revelation is actually one of the only books I can get my kids to read because of all the cool stuff that's happening in it. It kind of feels like an adventure book or something. A lot of times they're going, oh, this is boring. And then I say, hey, guys, take a look at this. You've got a bunch of angels that blow in the horns. They've got, you know... Swords and fire and spears that are on fire. Right. Faces melting off, people perishing in lakes of fire. Um, Well, I know you got your kids in Climax excited about it because Day knew all about it. And Day starts telling me all this stuff. And you, But you know what Day said? He said, Mom, when John wrote the book of Revelation, he was on magic mushrooms. Or he just called him something else. I don't know what he said, psilocybo or something like that. I said, what are you talking about? And he said, mushrooms. And I said, mushrooms are good. And he said, not those, not the kind you put on your salad, not the white button mushrooms, ma'am. It's the, uh, the, the, the psychedelic mushrooms. Oh, really? And I said, no, he's not. He was a Christ follower. He doesn't do psychedelic drugs. And um, Day said, well, he just was eating them inadvertently on the island. And Day went into all this stuff. He said, Mom, unfortunately... If you go and look at the translations of the Dead Sea Scrolls, there is ample evidence of the use of hallucinogenic mushrooms in early Christianity. That is so sick. And you know why? Because I'm like, hey, you go read that book. And the stuff that's in there is not stuff that people would possibly be able to write on drugs. Exactly. And I said, you know what, Day? I am uh, learning Koine Greek, so I can translate it myself. So I went and I tried to look it up because I was going to bring the Dead Sea Scrolls to my um, to my Koine Greek teacher, right. Dr. Reed. And uh, the Dead Sea Scrolls are in Hebrew. Uh. So, but I just said, I just said, you know what, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to speak truth into my son's life. And I said, Day, you know, Christ followers aren't into drugs and our bodies are temples. And this writer, John, who wasn't the John who was with Jesus, it was a John that came much later than Jesus and in a different language because Jesus was speaking Aramaic and this guy was writing in um, Koine Greek. I said, when he was talking about dragons with seven heads and all of that stuff, it was not because he was tripping. It was because he was seeing visions that God gave him to speak truth about um, God's, you know, the return of Jesus Christ to his followers. And that makes total sense. In fact, taking drugs doesn't make sense. Right. My way makes like perfect sense. And he said, Mom, I honestly thought that saying John was on mushrooms was the most gracious way of looking at what in the world he was writing about dragons with seven heads and stuff and all of the flames on fire and stuff. He said, I thought that was a gracious interpretation was to say he was on mushrooms, because if you think that's just the way a normal person talks and writes, then you've based your whole life and version of reality on the ramblings of lunatic, like some guy who's like out on the street corner in front of Walgreen. You know, Hallie, the next time he brings up something like that, I would say, Day, this is your brain on drugs. And you hold up a blank piece of paper because drugs just make you dumb. And then you say, Day, this is your brain on God. And you hold up the book of Revelation. Awesome. I guess you're going to have to get a separate book of Revelation kind of on its own, but you know what I mean. 
Hey friends, hope you're staying safe and well out there. This is an announcement. We have a new top-level support on Patreon. We're going to start doing a monthly Zoom hangout show where Hallie and Gray are going to hold a small group, take some questions, connect. You know, it's going to be very exclusive. What's that accent? I don't know. I think it started as, as Gray, but then it became like bad James Bond. <laughs> And on top of all that, you'll also get the Mega Mini episode every Wednesday where we get to be ourselves and share some behind-the-scenes moments from the show and talk highlights and lowlights of our week. Like one of my lowlights being how I began quarantine by dropping a 10-inch kitchen knife into the top of Greg's bare foot. And my highlight is that I just got the stitches out. The offering plate is coming around. Head to patreon.com slash podcast now. Well, Hallie, I'm so excited for this week's episode. This is going to be a good one. You know, this weekend was a little bittersweet because we were going to have a Shout Worship Leaders Summit. Now, what that is for people who don't know, it's really one of the biggest leadership summits that is specifically for worship leaders to come share their music, talk about what they've been working on, trade, you know, swap in their trade secrets and just, you know, really lift each other up and show what they've uh, learned over the course of the year. What they're working on, what's been working well, uh, lessons that they've learned from failures. It's very, very powerful and so compelling. And, I mean, you look around the auditorium and it's just jam-packed with the coolest looking people you've ever seen. Everyone kind of has, like, you know, their hair and their, their wardrobes and everything is just like... You're a worship leader, aren't you? Oh, yeah. It's the CNBC event of the year, and it really is like a three-and-a-half-day concert. It's really great. And, you know, one thing that's cool, too, is that just no one judges anyone else. We're just putting our best work out there and uh, and sharing it for the glory of the it's Lord. It's the most supportive three days in Christendom, if and you it, ask me. Hey, check this out, Hallie. Uh, you might notice this thumb ring is from last year. Oh, that's so Isn't cool. Isn't that so cool? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And it and you can, like, size it. Actually, you know, when Mentos saw it, she was like, oh, that... Mentos? Hmm? You mean Minka? Uh, Ma- Mango. Well, I was just calling... Uh, I also call... Oh, I, I, oh, sorry. I also call her Mentos. Oh, the fresh maker. Right, right. Anyway, yeah, she, would, she was checking that out when we were... Um, chatting on the, the internet. <laughs> That's so cool. Too bad she can't come to Shout and see how cool Twin Hills is. I mean, during the Shout Worship Leader Summit, every year, a lot of times I'm the one ordering all the fog machines. We have more foggers in that room during that three days. And um, it, we get extra lasers. We even this year had some like 3D laser uh, things that we, we were going to be um, making it look like a true, you know, um, what's it called? VR kind of oh, experience so during the Shout Worship Leader Summit. And so it really is such a shame that it's not happening. And I know it gets criticism. People say, like, oh, conferences are just about revenue and money making and, like, all this stuff. And I'm like, that is, you know why it's expensive to come to Shout? Because they end up getting, like, gorgeous meal boxes and they get kits that they take back home. And they get all of this, like, I mean, just the fellowship and relationships that they build and the ideas that they go home with. That's priceless. Absolutely. Yeah, just learning all that has a value to it. Well, you know, what we did do, however, this year is we had the whole Shout Conference online and we had all these awesome worship leaders sending in the materials that they've been using. So we are going to give you a little sample of some 
some of the things people have been working on in their respective congregations. It's so exciting to see the variety of ways that different people worship around the country. So our first song, Hallie, is from a worship leader named Phil McCracken. He's from the Mosaic Church, the new satellite campus in Vail, Colorado. Awesome. Oh my gosh. And uh, it's just it's just such a great song. He wrote this original song that was going to be debuting at Shout, um, but luckily he was able to get a live recording that he did at Mosaic um, and sent it in. And I, you can hear, you can hear the way it is really drawing people close to Christ. Let's listen. Where to begin? You know what? 
That song reminds me that Jesus is not just my good shepherd who leads me to still waters. He is the lover of my soul, Gray. Absolutely. He is, he is the perfect partner. He is... Oh, I just feel I, I just feel more in love with Jesus right now because of that song than I have ever been in my life. You know, Hallie, last year Phil taught this awesome workshop, which he called The Build. Mm. And it was just this great uh, technique that he taught about how to play the same three chords over oh. and over, sometimes modulating up a half step each time, oh. just getting, you know, a little bit higher, a little mm. bit higher, and just never actually resolving Ooh. until you've just got everyone on the feet and really there. Ah. And this year, he was going to teach something that he called the release. Oh. And I feel like this is the perfect example of what he was showing of just oh. like, it, it's like getting up to the top of a roller coaster and finally getting to go mm-hmm. down the other side. Mm-hmm. I had to take a cold shower mm-hmm. after that one. Well, I'm very excited to tee up this next one because I love Dustin with my whole heart. Very excited that we get to announce Twin Hills' very own Dustin Fullis. He is on keys in our main worship leading band, the Sword Bearers. That's right. And he wrote this song. Um, and what did he say to you about it when he sent it in? You know, he just sent me an email and it just said, sorry, I had to say something. Someone has to take a stand. So let's hear what he's going to take a stand on. Ooh. I can't wait. Take us home, Dustin. of uncertainty looming from God's promises we will not swerve we grow tired of people assuming that our task is to flatten the curve and it seems like the world has gone crazy people panicked and lost without faith we've been told to stay
That was so fantastic, wow. Dustin. Well wow. done. Wow, Dustin, you really made Twin Hills proud. You know what? I think it's so cool, Hallie, that, you know, he is standing up for something he believes in. Because not long ago, we, you know, we had found that one song of those guys that were getting all political. And Him for the 81%. That's right. And I just think that it's so cool that we have someone in our very own congregation that, you know what? They're not afraid to say it. That's right. And you know what? Hymn for the 81% was written by a Christian guy in Indiana. And this is another Indiana response song, I would say. Sometimes it's not about rebuking or indicting people for, you know, but it's about just saying, this is who we are. This is what we stand for. I feel like it's really putting us in a good light. I think so, too. You know, sometimes the way to enter a political conversation to really get someone to listen to you about what you believe is instead of being like, okay, you see it this way, I see it that way, is to just say, hey, here's the right way. And eventually, they're going to listen. That's how people change their minds. Ooh, I am very excited to announce this next one. This one is coming in from Rabbi... What? Yeah, Rabbi DJ Shukov from Temple Bethel Shalom Elevate. It is a group that uh, call themselves Jews for Jesus. Okay. Which is very exciting. Very cool. And this was going to be their first Shout Summit. Very interesting. I, I can't even imagine what this is going to be. Allow me to tell a tale about one who was chosen, a missionary to the Jews, his name Moishi Rosen. His goal spread the Lord's word to some Jesus-hungry Jews. A 501c3 later, it's what all the cool Jews choose. We are Jews for Jesus when Moses freed us, who knew he'd lead us right to Christ. Now we get Christmas too, how nice. Hanukkah is such a bore, another snoozer, Yom Kippur. We are Jews for Jesus, it's not facetious, our testaments are old and new. We get matzah and communion wafers, hey confused Jews, any takers, we'll put some Christ in Jews. bonus now you get a son and holy ghost don't label us with nasty words like schmuck or schnook or chump we make perfect sense like pigs for ham or smart people for trump we are jews for jesus we worship who we please as the resurrection's real and coming soon with two religions so good they might as well be equal the jewish bible's mostly meth but oi how about the sequel repent or you will burn in hell there's so much to enjoy our messiah is a dig a dig a giddle giddle goy That was awesome. That was really interesting. I don't think I've ever heard quite a song of that style at the Shout Summit before. I wish I could have seen it live. It 
was so awesome. I feel like it was smart and it was funny and it was well executed. And as a person who is not Jewish, I felt like a little bit educated about stuff. And it, I felt very inspired. Right. There's all those cool Jewish words. And that was very Broadway. I don't know if you're familiar with Broadway musicals, but I love Broadway musicals. And I'm just here to tell you that every Broadway song that's ever been written, as well as every Christmas song, little known fact, was all written by Jewish people. Really? Yeah, you have to be Jewish to really write anything for Broadway or for Christmas. And I just think that it is a wonderful contribution and a different flavor. I just have never heard of Jews being anywhere near Broadway or Hollywood. I just feel like it's so exciting to have some really authentic Jewish people on board because guess what Jesus was? On Broadway? Uh, he was Jewish. Oh, right. Well, right, of course. Yeah. I feel like having um, some Jews for Jesus on the Shout Conference is really making us, uh, you know, truly international. Absolutely. And, and, you know, really diverse. And diversity is such a big priority to us here. So thank you, Rabbi DJ. Thank you so much. Hey, Hallie, our next song comes from a church called the Son of Manhole Church in Portland, Oregon. Uh, you know, I had to do a bit of Googling because I was like, okay, this name's a bit a bit odd. And it looks like the coolest church. It's in the basement of an old tannery cool. in Portland, Oregon. And I guess the whole vibe of this church is it is a really hardcore metal church for, oh, for Christ. So, so cool. So, let's check it out. So this is their worship team at Son of Manhole Church. This is the worship team called God Collider. Okay. Um, Allie, oh, I, th- I think you've got a uh, a nosebleed. A nosebleed? Yeah. Oh, it's okay. Uh, this is a black shirt. I'll just, I got it. Just hold it right here. Wow, interesting. Okay, guys. Nice job, God Collider. You know, they included a photo. Uh, this is them. Hmm. Got a guy on a unicycle with a bone through his nose. Hmm. Pretty Portland there. Well, if the lyrics glorify God, I'm all for it. So that was a song called Bringing Hell. I'm very excited about our last one. This is it. Rounding it out is finally a female. It's been very male-heavy so far, but, um, you know, maybe we're saving the best for last. Who knows? But also, I feel like this is, you know, representing um, what the Bible is like because, you know, uh, we're only having one female on here today. But you know what? Women make up less than 1% of the Bible and less than 1% of the evangelical world. And, hey, you know what? In the United States, there are more CEOs named John than there are female CEOs. So this is just a good representation of, like, you know, the real world and, and, and church world for sure. Let's hear it. Uh, this is Mikel Ferrano from the Staff Collective Church in Atlanta. Let's sing together in this place. And sing this out if you know it. Place where things are made holy. 
The jerk, he wrote a song called Walk on the Ocean, completely different song. But then she just took my song and she wrote a bunch of new lyrics for the first part. And then she took my chorus. I'm just... I, well, did you ever write words or did you just kind of have that lick of walk on the water? I, I Did you have any It words? just was coincidental that my lyrics and Glenn's lyrics were the same up until the point of I changed the... Well, I didn't change it. I had I was inspired to write Walk on the Water. Because Jesus walked on the water. Right. I don't know what ocean has to do with it. There's no oceans with Jesus. And I don't know what she's talking about, talking about a baptism or something. It's not even part of it. Well, Jesus walked on the Sea of Galilee. It was well, a sea. It's a sea. It's not a sea. Sea? I see. It's a sea. A big heartfelt thank you to Nicole Serrano, Joel Hansen, Justin Bullis, and TJ Shanoff for creating these killer tracks for our musical episode. And to Todd Cooper of the very real band, God Collider. You can find out where to follow each of them in our show notes. We're so grateful to you lovelies for sharing your talents with us. Thank you. Okay, stay safe out there, friends, and we'll see you next week. Well, you'll hear us next week. I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie Labonte, and Gray Haas is played by Greg Hess. You can follow me at Holly Laurent and follow Greg at Hey Greg Hess. And of course, Mega is on your favorite form of social media, and that is at Mega the Podcast. Email your mailbag questions to Mega the Podcast at Gmail, and for a special spot in heaven, rate and review us on iTunes and support us on Patreon. <laughs>